0: you're listening to the sovereign society podcast a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey trust the process and radiate your radness i'm your soul guide sabrina riccio kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddess panors, and change makers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times of ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. This episode is brought to you by Thrive, my eight-week soul activation experience to help you transmute your trauma and align to your soul's destiny. As we implement kundalini yoga and quantum activation and modern mysticism, you'll begin to heal your pains, your suffering, your traumas, the stuff that isn't even yours. You'll be able to heal and transmute it to create the solid foundation to build the business, the empire, the queendom, the kingdom, the life that you've always desired. I'm currently accepting applications for our January 27th launch. That is gonna be the first one of 2019. And this is your chance to anchor in the new paradigm, to anchor in the golden era, simply through your willingness and your desires to finally live the life you know you're destined to experience. So the world is ready for your medicine. If you want to learn more, go check out thrive.sabrinariccio.com and apply today. I'm so excited to see you there, and I'm so excited to see you witness the shifts as you go forth and radiate your brightness and uplift the collective simply through your being this, so go check out thrive.sabrinariccio.com for more information and sign up today before spots fill up. Hello, 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 welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your spirit guide, Sabrina Riccio, and I am so excited to be with you today, to be with you on this episode. And this is one that has been brewing in me since August, since we first, Samantha and I, first connected to come together and collaborate to share with you this and as I share there's divine timing in this conversation and I am just so grateful to see where I'm at in my life and to see how where I am with trust trusting that God's spirit universe has my back that the divine it's all flowing for me it's all happening for me not to me and I'm blessed to be able to hold this space and to have these conversations for you but it's also for me. I'm learn every time from this up ep- from these episodes and this one in particular was just so much confirmation for me of seeing how far I've grown and what I'm doing and how I'm being. And so I'm really grateful that you're here and I'm even more excited to share with you how- this episode with Samantha Skelly and If you haven't heard from her, you need to, especially in a world where we have been conditioned to body shaming and diets and eating disorders and all the things around our body. But this is your opportunity for you to really begin to cultivate a new relationship with your body. So if you haven't heard of Samantha, Samantha Skelly, she's an entrepreneur. She's a sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and she's an emotional eating expert. And she's founded this really powerful movement called Hungry for Happiness to help empower women to overcome their disordered eating and body image issues. And as someone who, speaking for myself, who's dealt with this my whole life, again, this episode was almost like a godsend to me, like just really beautiful opportunity for me to see how far I've grown and how... That pain has become my purpose to educate and to empower and inspire and amplify and activate within every single one of you who listens to these episodes. And what's amazing about Samantha is that she's truly revolutionized the weight loss industry and she does it in a way by by going in. She examines the individual and underlying causes of eating disorders and guess what? Most of the time it's emotional. And it's not so much about the food as it is the emotion. So she's allowed herself to be vulnerable in her journey and be very real, which is what we're all about here, all about the vulnerability of sexy movement, right? That's what we're doing here on the Sovereign Society podcast. And what she's done is she's really allowed herself to share her uh, her mission on this phenomenal international platform. And she's been featured all over. Global TV, Shaw, NBC, CBC, BBC, Forbes, The Huffington Post, Elephant Journal. She's just all over the place sharing this, the gospel of Samantha Skelly. And it's so beautiful to see how through her vulnerability, her realness, she allows that relatability factor to be there so people can feel heard, they can feel seen, they can feel safe and protected as they go to dive in deep to heal and transmute. So she's here to really spread her message and transfer the lives of thousands of people through her program, her worldwide international retreats, her motivational speaking engagements, and her Hungry for Happiness podcast, which I'm super excited. I'm going to be a guest on coming up, so I will definitely keep you in flow with that. And her book, Hungry for Happiness, which was all about her one woman's journey from fighting food to finding freedom and how to end that binge eating forever. Powerful, right? So in this episode, we talked about everything because as you know about me, I believe it's all a solistic relationship. There is no separation between your work, your life, your body, your relationships, your money, your purpose. They are all intertwined, interconnected. So in this episode, we talked about changing the narrative around our bodies. We talked about how the problem isn't food. It's emotional. We talked about the medicine of breath work. We talked about honoring your pain as the catalyst for growth. What it means to heal your body in order to up level your business, how meditation can be your greatest superpower, and the importance for feeling and honoring your feelings, which is critical in today's day and age. No more stuffing down, no more hiding, no more band aids, go in. We talked about why it's our only responsibility to really heal our bodies because this is our body's journey. Our souls know what's up. Our bodies, this is what we have to do is we heal our bodies, we heal our life, right? So we also talked about the intention behind consumption, honoring the dance of life and business and dissolving your own borders in order to see wholeness on the planet, which was so powerful, just that what came through for this and there's just so much more, so... Go check out Samantha, send a screenshot, let us know you're tuning in. You can tag her at Samantha Skelly or Hungry for Happiness. You can tag me at Sovereign Society Podcast or Sabrina Riccio. Let us know you're tuning in. And we're so excited to be here on this journey with you because this is a really important time for you now before the new year to start shifting that relationship with your body And your eating habits now. It's not about one one nineteen. It's about what can you do now to implement the change. And it just starts by you allowing yourself to address the deep emotional issues the underlying pain and go in go in time to reconnect to you and to be embodied in you and that's what our intention is here with this episode and i know with our work as well so i'm so excited to be sharing with you this episode the sovereign society podcast hungry for happiness with samantha skelly enjoy babe Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I am so excited about this conversation. It's been percolating since August, and there's divine timing, right? And everything is unfolding as it should. Two things. First, uh, it's really amazing because my guest today, Samantha Skelly, she's on this mission to have a million people stop dieting by 2020. And as a recovering dieter myself since the age of 11, uh, it's been amazing because now I'm not in a, I'm in a system reboot program with one of my friends to help me heal my nervous system, to help me heal my endocrine system, to help me heal my glandular system after um, my lightning accident and all these other health issues that i've had along the way some that weren't even mine ancestrally and Mm -hmm. so that has just been really amazing that we set this appointment up in august and i'm talking samantha during this system reboot which Mm -hmm. i feel is very different from dieting but this is the second thing that's really amazing so i was recording a podcast yesterday in san diego and the woman I was interviewing, Jessie, she goes, oh my God, I was driving here and I was listening to the Hungry for Happiness podcast. And I was like, job. I'm interviewing for <gasps> tomorrow. Oh, I love it. I love it
1: when stuff like that happens. And it makes me so
0: happy. It's like, all right. All right. We're listening universe. Right. We got you. We got you. Yeah. yeah. I'm aligned. We're synchronized. Like this is exactly <laughs> where we're supposed to be. So oh. I was like, even more excited to have this conversation because I was like okay now is the time Um, so I'm just like so grateful you're here to have this conversation because I really wanted to make sure we had this conversation before the new year which is like mm -hmm. the cycle in the loop of like new year's resolutions I'm starting the new diet to get healthy you know and it's like Mm -hmm. if it hasn't worked before how the hell are you expecting to work with it now you know if anything it's just super tolling on your body. Like you don't really know what you're doing. I know when, um, I was listening to episodes of your podcast and you were talking about how like the first diet you did was like the cabbage soup diet. And I started doing that when I was like 11 years old. That's what I'm like, oh, everything. Gosh. Like I would yeah. go to like hypnotists and, and like all the different like bars that were all made out of like fake food and, yeah. everything, you know, so, I just, before we even dive in deep, I just really want to thank you for your mission and mm. for your journey, because the biggest thing about the Sovereign Society podcast is about honoring the journey and trusting the process. Mm. So I know for you, like, this was probably not what you would ever see yourself doing back
1: then. No way. No way, girl. I thought I'd be either an actress or a real estate agent. I had no idea that I would be here. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I, had like, I had like a really... I out-of-body experience yesterday where I was teaching breath work um, to 200 people and then speaking to 500 in the, in the same day. And I was like, how did this happen? Right. So, so I'm like, you
0: know what? Jesus, take the wheel. I'm just going to be the vessel for whatever needs to come through. So Yeah. And it's amazing when you allow yourself to finally get to that state of surrender because it becomes effortless. It comes with ease. It comes with grace and it becomes a lot more fun so and, much more fun you know it's like for so long we we grew up in a society of like push 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 or like yeah. especially as us like millennials too we were like we came into a society that like shamed women and their bodies mm-hmm. and all of that oh so yeah during our pubescent years you know when we're becoming women it's like oh well this is what women mm-hmm. are supposed to look like mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the shame comes and all the other
1: mental disorders, eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of what I'm doing now, I'm thinking about my daughter, you know, of like the one that I don't have yet. She's not yet here on the planet, but I'm like, what if we were to change the narrative for the next generation? Definitely. What if we can like come together and do that? Because I know myself, I grew up in a climate where it was so difficult to love yourself and accept your body. Mm -hmm. and and everything is so body focused even the body even body positivity is body focused you know Mm -hmm. what if we take the emphasis off the body and onto onto our hearts how would that change the narrative of the entire planet and and furthermore raise consciousness of the entire planet
0: yeah and what's really interesting too is I remember when I was 16 I was living in Italy for the summer with my grandparents and I saw a billboard of a naked woman but it was like it was, it was not as shameful around bodies. And there's a different level of respect where there's like women of all sizes on the beach that are confident and happy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't
0: like, it wasn't like us shaming. Cause I know like me being a curvier woman. And after um, I was sexually assaulted, I put on a lot of weight to protect mm-hmm. myself. And mm-hmm. so like being in a, at the beach, like going every weekend to San Diego to go to the beach and And just like cover myself up and be more ashamed and then have that emotional eating because I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. That was detrimental for a really, really long time. Right, right.
1: Absolutely. And I think also, I love that you brought that up and you're sharing that with your audience because it's so interesting. We have hundreds of women who um, come speak to us and they're like, hey, I have this food problem. And once we sort of like unpack it, we realize to your point, exactly. It's like, it's not a food problem. It's You're you're protecting yourself because you feel vulnerable because there's been sexual trauma, sexual assault. And of course, the severity of that can, can wildly differ, but it's just so fascinating. It's so much deeper than the food. It's so much deeper than overeating or numbing or whatever it is. It's like, what is the intention behind consumption? Why
0: are we actually doing that? Definitely, and it was crazy because this morning, um, I was I was up and I was at my parents' house, so I pick up my dog and I was sitting outside and I was thinking about the core woo of core wound of abandonment. Mm. And I remember uh, my first day of school, my aunt forgot to pick me up, and I like they like I was at eight o'clock at night at my first day of school and she forgot yeah. to pick me up and so she tried to make me feel better by mm. taking me to del taco so to uh, me, that was you know the subconscious is formed by the age of seven i'm like four uh, or five years old and yeah. so i was feeling abandoned already scared my first day of school and she just like brought food to comfort me you know mm, and, it's just, yeah. and i realized that connection today and so to see doing the work you also can go back to the root of those triggers, the root of those habits, which is the biggest part if you really want to make sure you're having that shift and you're having that relationship with food and your body and how you handle your emotions yeah babe that's a huge one i i totally am in the same boat as you my mom was you
1: know i'd come home for a from a bad day at school or like i'd be like mom this girl bullied me she's like it's okay here's some soup here's this here's that and you know she's so genuine and so loving and nurturing but the connection i made in my head was um you know emotionality and food go together when i'm sad i get food and then so again to your point that pattern developed and it also has so much to do with identities, right? So Mm. again, at the age of three, four, five, six, seven, if someone gave us an identity, like you are the fat girl, we will hold on to that identity. We will defend it. We will act as if we will manifest it until we realize, wow, it's not the fact that I can't control myself around food. It's I've created an identity to, to support myself being out of control around food. And so when we start to look at these things as they are, we begin to sort of it's not about creating a new identity, but just dissolving the one that's not true and not even ours. And the, the one that someone gave to us. And it's so interesting once we have the awareness around this, how much we can, how much healing we can do. And it literally has nothing to do with manipulating calories or, or changing our diet.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's just a massive renaissance of reprogramming right now.
1: Oh, Yeah right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. everyone's
0: like doing either like breath work. I know you're very mm-hmm. big on holotropic breath work. I also have a shamanic breath work certification. I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. I know understand
1: mm-hmm. the
0: power of breath to break through because that breath is that life force. And to me, when I see it is like, if there's this stagnant energy, these emotional pains, it's yearning for life. It's yearning to be experienced, but we just keep it painful and in our bodies Mm. and that comes out as it shows us excess weight and all these triggered areas, you know, of like, oh, you know, if it's around your belly, like, where do you feel like you need to step into your confidence? like?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting, right? Like our body's ability to, I'll, get, I'll share a quick story. Actually, I was in Joshua, Joshua Tree a few weeks ago and I was doing holotropic breathing and I hold anxiety in my solar plexus. Like it just balls up and it just knots up and it gets so tight there. And um, throughout the day, like a nice integrative breath exercise I can use to like minimize it and diffuse it a little bit. But then, you know, with when I'm not in my heart and my body, it can creep up. Um, but when I was doing this breath work, it was so painful and it just showed me like all of my emotionality and all of my stuck energy is in this one spot. And as I was doing the holotropic breathing which was for, it was a three hour session. I was just feeling that part of me and it was so painful. And the facilitator came over and she just like massaged it. And I like scream bloody murder. And that's all that was, was like, my body was like holding the energy there. And so that's more of like a physical energetic um, holes. And of course, to your point, physical weight on our body is also often a representation of emotional weight. Not always, but, but often, right. To, to your point again, of like that protection mechanism from sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So where is our body hold? Like, what are we holding on to? Mm-hmm. What is that? You know, it's like, if we can change the narrative and rather than think like, I, I like my whole mission to like, in in, in its simplest form is when we think, um, weight loss, we want to think emotionality versus diet. And when we go to diet, we're putting band-aids on bullet wounds, but when we address emotionality, we create sustainable transformation over the long term. And so what if we could take full responsibility for that and go, what part of me needs to be loved? What part of me needs to be healed? You
0: know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't are just too lazy to even do that work. You know, yeah, or or scared or, or, or yeah. A lot of our society is just There's a it's a it's many factors you know and it's like Mm. um, like the band aids or like those self worth the lack of self worth or various topics that and and practices that we need to become more conscious and aware of. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. It's
1: like we don't know what we don't know. It's it's interesting. I. I, one of the big things that I love teaching is um, changing our relationship to pain in our bodies. Like realizing that the pain in our bodies is there for a reason. It's a catalyst for growth, and it's so beautiful if we if we choose to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I taught this on stage to five hundred women on the weekend, and the amount of people that came out to me that said oh my God, I've never realized that. I thought I just needed to like suppress it and repress it and numb it. And I'm like, yeah, but like give yourself some grace. Like we live in a world where like, that is the, that is the status quo of like, oh, you feel pain. Don't cry. Put a bandaid on it. Like suppress it, distract yourself, numb it. You know, it's like, it's like, of course, that is what you do because that's all we're told. But what if when we got anxiety, we, we, we just leaned in and we went, oh, wow. I'm so excited for what, why this is here to teach me. Like, what if we were to get almost excited when we had anxiety? Because that would tell us that there's something that's out of alignment. There's something that we need to heal. And,
0: and I feel like the more we have these conversations, more people have that permission. To yeah,
1: start- yeah. And ultimately, true transformation really does happen at that divine intersection of pain and love. The when When we're in pain is when we need to love ourselves more. Definitely. And what tends to happen is we tend to, turn away and disconnect and and move away from it, which just further uh, activates the wound.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that is shifting that, that healing is to shift that relationship to understand it may not even be yours. Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about ancestral healing Mm -hmm. and work because, you know, when you do the healing, you're healing seven generations behind you and seven generations before you. So you allowing yourself to understand the patterns of your family and being like, okay, I'm going to be the one that breaks the mold. I'm going to be the one that ends the cycle and it's going to, and then it'll be a better experience for me and my family because I'm allowing myself to be willing to do the work. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. about even telling family what to do. It's about embodying.
1: Yeah. That. That's so true. And that's where so many people miss the mark. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going yeah. to I want, I'm gonna change you. You don't know this. I'm going to tell you. It's like we
0: teach way more through our energetics than we do what comes out of our mouth. Definitely. Yeah. And this is, this is what I want to talk about because I know for me, so in 2012, I was struck by lightning and I've had to reset my nervous system, you know, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now with this system yeah. reboot. And because my sympathetic nervous system and my parasympathetic nervous system have been shot for years, I was stuck in that fight or flight mode. And because I was in that, it was really hard for me to even have that healthy container to allow abundance in, to allow opportunities in, because my nervous system would protect it of being like, whoa, this is way too overwhelming after like already dealing with the overwhelm of my past mm. after being struck and mm. trying to navigate through that. So for me, it's been about like really cultivating a better relationship with my body and wow. really taking responsibility for my health, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that I can create that solid container so that I can really step up as a leader and I you can really go up, right? And to mm. be able to honor my intuition and to live in that space of integrity. So I just want to talk about how you're seeing how through your programs and your certification program, how this relationship and this conscious choice to shift the body is actually helping people in business. Yeah,
1: this is, this is so powerful. I, Oh, man, I was interviewed by Forbes a little while ago and they asked me my marketing strategy because hungry for happiness grew very, very quickly. Um, and so he was like, they were like, what, what's your marketing strategy? Like, like, and they wanted me to give them really tangible, tactical things. And I just said, honestly, I said, meditation is my superpower. Like it really is like being intentional about my truth, clearing the emotional drunk that's not ser- serving me, and really taking action from a place of inspired action versus forced action. And in order to do that, we have to develop a really solid relationship with ourselves, a container of growth a an an agreement with our systems that we're not going to take action for validation or to prove ourselves or to you know make money we're going to do it as an expression of our soul like the art of our of our hearts and in order for me to truly be an embodiment of that meditation is so important to me of like, what is the, what do I want to create? And, and not what I think I should create based on my mind and my lack of limitation or my fear or my ego, but like, what is the energetics? What is the entity that really wants to come through me to be in the world that is going to serve humanity at the highest level and going to raise the consciousness of the planet? And honestly, I'm not in charge of that. Like I'm re- I'm really not like like a spirit comes through me and tells me to do crazy shit that I'm like that's fucked up like that's good. that's gonna tank my company but you know it's like I do these things and I'm like wow that was brilliant like I couldn't have thought of that myself and, and so it takes time
0: to get there
1: yeah like
0: cultivating that trust especially yeah you were like. Oh my god, like in that victim mindset of like mm. this is all happening to me. Like I don't deserve this. Like it's gonna yeah. take more layers to start right. to cultivate that trust and right, what's right. right. Around you. Yeah.
1: There's no room for victim mentality as an entrepreneur, as a business person, if you are, I mean fuck in general, you know. I just like that it's it, that's such a dirty energy, you know, because truly like you don't know the divine plan. It is happening for you in perfect timing, whether you can see it or not. And it's your choice to look at it as a gift or the fact that everything's bad, you know? And and I think really letting go of all all victim, you know, energies and victim tendencies and just really stepping into this this place of power of like, this is happening for me, you know? Yes, I have to let go of 50% of my company, but for some reason that's happening to me. That was what happened three months ago. You know, I had to let go of half of a seven-figure company and I'm like, whoa, why did why, why is, why am I being guided to do that? That's crazy. And, you know, I kept my expenses, I kept my team. So obviously it was putting us in a, at a deficit for, for a little while, but I know exactly why that was, you know, why I was guided to do that. And now months later, it makes perfect sense. It was scary at the time and it was horrible at the time. And if I chose to play the victim card, it could have gone so sideways and, and I really could have tanked, but it's really, it, it it's like this in business, but in every single area, like if we take emotional responsibility for everything that happens to us and personal accountability for everything that happens to us, knowing that this is what is supposed to happen, we just don't know why, we allow ourselves to be in this state of surrender and trust. And that's what's missing in, in, in business and in conscious capitalism today is this whole embodiment of surrender and trust. People talk about it. People put it on Instagram posts, but are we really living it? Like, are we actually living it? And are we really living from a place of abundance, even when it's challenging?
0: And it's sometimes you have to do the work to break through those patterns too. Like mm-hmm. I, I really had that. Um, two weeks ago I sat in, um, an ayahuasca ceremony and I just mm-hmm. cried for 45 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. It was like three days after my aunt passed away. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, it was my opportunity to grieve and it was just, Allowing me to be in that total space of surrender, you know, yeah. and that experience. So that yeah. was the conduit for her passing, like her mm-hmm. still transitioning. You know, like yeah. that was part of her gift for me was to allow me to be in that space of surrender, like to its fullest capacity, yeah. you know? to its total like snot coming down the nose, ugly, crying, oh, yeah, total surrender. And I could feel, like, how much I've shifted in just the past, like, two weeks Mm. from that experience, you know what I mean? Because I allowed myself to go there. And that's the thing is, like, sometimes I feel like in an Instagram world, we feel like we need to, like, look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way in order for that validation, in order for that Mm. work, right? Mm. But what people don't understand is that sometimes it can get really ugly, like, like bush snot's coming out of the face and like yeah. those moments but they're so yeah. beautiful in the same mm. way you know but oh, it yeah. really completely not how your mind or your ego was expecting it to look and that's another form of that allowance is just being in that surrender of like feeling safe feeling held mm. like when you're screaming Bloody murder from this breath work. Like, I'm sure you weren't expecting that how it was, but you allowed yourself to go there. Yeah. It's
1: if we, can, if we can surrender the stories around our emotionality and emoting in general, it gives us permission to just do it more often, right? I mean, I love crying. I love screaming. I love like kitten shit. I love it. 'Cause it's creating space, it's taking out the garbage, right? I I'm in- incredibly empathetic and so I take on energy of like everything always. And and so I just I and sometimes it's mine, sometimes it's not. But when there's like a clog of energetics in my system, it's going to interact with like all of like my mental field and everything. And Giving myself permission to just releasing to release it is just such a gift. Without creating a story around it, we're we're meaning making machines. So often times, if we cry, we're like, "Oh, it's because this, this, and this." But what about just letting ourselves cry, or mm-hmm. letting ourselves scream, honoring our feelings. Yeah, honoring our feelings. I had this. I had this uh, happen the other day to me. It was like really crazy, and it's never happened like this before. But I just felt so much rage in my body and anger in my body, and I just kind of like took a thirty thousand degree view, and I just went there's nothing that I'm angry about really in my life right now. Like my boyfriend and I got into a little tiff and I'm like, but that's nothing. Like there's no real quote unquote reason for this rage that I'm experiencing. And then I'm like, okay, I know this is like inner child abandonment stuff. You know, I know this is, like, my, like, nine-year-old is, like, so angry, you know? And so I just let myself be in that expression of just, like, pure anger and rage. And I, like, pulled my car over and I screamed my head off for, like, five <laughs> minutes. And it was so crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. If someone was to, like, film this, they would be like, Sam Skelly is a nut. But it felt so good.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Who gives you fun? know? <laughs> oh, my God. you mean? Right.
0: yeah Yeah, amazing yeah if I were if I were to have that I would have had the scream and then like gone to the ocean to like Mm. have that oh
1: man that that was the missing piece girl (laughs) gotta do that I gotta do that next time I keep telling myself I just need to put a bathing suit in my car so I can just like hop in the ocean at any given time
0: so My my favorite spots in Encinitas was going down to the beach and then walking around uh the self realization fellowship. Oh,
1: dang. Yeah.
0: Just, like My my stuff.
1: boyfriend lives like right there on 3rd Street. Uh-huh. So it's like the, it's like the most perfect thing.
0: It's the best. I used to like hang out there all the time. <sighs> and
1: then of course go to, going to gedanya for like some
0: sort of like warm drink. Oh, god. Yeah, my heart's in Encinitas, so that's yeah. where I, that's where I had a huge part of my healing, you know. And this mm. is the other thing I want to talk about is like honoring your healing journey. Because like, again, in that Instagram world, it's like, we can't rush our healing. We can't, we have to allow ourselves to heal properly, Mm -hmm. right? There's no like bandaid or like, no, you have to allow yourself to work through it. Yeah, man. It's so interesting. Yeah. So uh,
1: one of my friends, Matt Kahn, he is my favorite. Oh, do you know Matt? He's
0: amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay. He told me, he told me sovereignty is my spirit animal. And this was like, right when I was recording, like beginning my podcast. And so that was my confirmation, like sovereign society that's happening. Uh, oh, that was from Matt. Yeah. It was my confirmation from, I was already, cause I had the sovereign goddess podcast. Yeah. And then I went and saw Matt he's like, sovereignty is your spirit animal. And I was like, this is like confirmation. Uh,
1: well, I well, think. Matt's, Matt's great. I really like, man, that's so funny. I literally just looked at my bookshelf and his book just like, that was, that was weird. That, that was weird. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> um, but when I look at the personal development industry and I look at who's truly in their power, really working on mastering their craft and just pure embodiment of what they teach, Matt is one of those people. Absolutely. I, I, I think the two people that I really respect so deeply is Matt Kahn and Philip McKernan. I don't know if you know him. He's, mm. he's a little bit more underground Irish guy. But anyway, Matt has this TED Talk, not TED Talk, uh, YouTube video. I don't know what it's called now, but basically what he talks about is body is always on the journey. Mm-hmm. right the body's always on the journey the body is the one that's wounded the body's the one that that you know is needs support and needs love and the spirit and the soul and the consciousness we know that we're perfect we know that we we'll, we're whole and like our only job on this planet is to heal our physical bodies because they are wounded and I just love the way that Matt um I'll, I'll find the link so we can put it in the show notes for yeah us, but like I just love the way Matt says it because it's so true and and that's what I'm talking about of like can we then, can we just change the relationship we have to our pain to know that healing our physical body is a privilege and is a priority? So it's not a weakness. It's not something that we need to numb. It's something that we just need to heal and be with. How would that change the trajectory of not only like our experience, but like the world, you know, if, if one person did that, the ripple effect of that. So it's just a, be- it's a beautiful, beautiful talk. And it's, it just encompasses like everything that that is, that I feel personally, is just so truthful.
0: Yeah. He's hands down one of like my top five most. Profan- is he? Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, who's in the, who's, who's one more of your favorite? One more of my favorite teachers. Um, I would say Matt Khan, I've learned a lot from Marianne Williamson too. Yeah. She's beautiful. You know, I've yeah. learned a lot from her. Yeah. But, um, and I also, another great teacher who was, is, is Paulo Coelho, you know, through like the mm. alchemist and everything yeah. that, that, that journey. But mm. I would definitely say Matt's one. And then there's another woman from Encinitas. Um, her name's Freedom Franklin and she's like mm. very strong about divine union and like new paradigm. Mm. She's a sister and cool. Yeah, she's really oh. great. Love, love, love. Fun to see like people are really stepping up in their dharma right now. Like, I feel like I have a podcast episode called "The Clusterfuck of 2018," and to just understand, (laughs) understand what's happening, you know, based on on, we're understanding through like tantric numerology of Kundalini yoga, and this is this is an 11 year, right? And so for us to, an 11 is a master number. And if, and Yogi who brought things yoga to the West said, if you want to master something, you have to be willing and able to teach it. So mm-hmm. we go through these experiences and then we've mastered it because we've been able to share, like, that's how oh, you, wow. it, you, know, and yeah. you're here to really share like, Hey, like this was my journey with food and health and mm-hmm. diet and All Mm -hmm. the ups and downs. And now I've created courses and I've created certification programs. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help you get there. And that's how we began to master. And next year, 2019, Mm -hmm. is a three year. Mm -hmm. That's the positive mind. So that's when there's more of the joy and everything. So we've had to go through the ringer the past few years to get that grit.
1: Yeah. 2018 has been like, I've, I've felt like I've been in a pressure cooker
0: the whole time. Yeah. Everyone was like, you know, 2018 has going be four yeah, years. I, like, I know. Last year was shit. 2017 was shit too. But again, this is like, I feel like we're doing the deep residual work now. Yeah. And you know, especially what the terms are. Everyone's like, oh, millennials, you're so fucking lazy. It's like, no, we're just gonna consolidate everything now. And then we're all gonna allow ourselves to prove them right by retiring early and like living our lives, you know? Yeah. Like
1: Oh, I love it. I love like, it so much.
0: No big deal, because I do feel like we are here, like what I love to say about our generation too, is we're the last generation to remember what life was like pre and post technology. Yeah, that's
1: powerful, girl. I was talking to my roommate about that the other day. I was like, yo, we were alive before the internet.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now all these kids, like, they all have iPhones. And this was interesting. I was at um, my alma mater yesterday at Chapman University, and um, I'm mentoring four students um, from my mar- my internet marketing professor. He, like, gave me four students to mentor, so I went there yesterday And it's amazing how even that demographic, they don't listen to podcasts. Mm, They're listening to music and things like that. And so he was like, yeah, I did a poll with Chapman students and they don't listen to podcasts. And I was like, imagine if if there's like so much juice in these podcasts that we do. I know I was listening to a lot of your episodes too, Hungry for Happiness. Mm -hmm. If they're like, I wish I knew what I knew now, you know, right? 1920, you know?
1: Yeah. We'd be, we'd be crushing it. We'd be crushing yeah. it.
0: Yeah. It's, so it's yeah. really interesting to see that. And like, I always say like, we were like the nine eleven kids who were mm-hmm. like, during puberty. So like mm-hmm. we were, in, we were instilled fear in our like minds yeah. as we're like forming as women and men.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Kids were like three, four years old, which is still their subconscious. So it's like we I feel like we've been in a pressure cooker for 15 plus years now. What
1: yeah. years? Yeah. It's
0: like, okay, so now like we're done. Right. And that's what it doesn't matter what it is in life, like the diets, like I'm done. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, we're hitting we're hitting this like this this breaking point, literally. Yeah. So my whole vision is like, let's take the personal development industry. Let's take the health and wellness industry and let's make them have a baby because we need emotionality and health and wellness. Yeah. We're we're dying without it, literally.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's it's very interesting too, because there's a lot of um, the privilege that also comes from the health and wellness. And a lot of people may not be as privileged, you know, based off of their economic, social status. But I feel really grateful that I live in a time where, people and all you can like just get have internet and you can listen to these conversations
1: Mm
0: -hmm. in your life yeah yeah I know with you like these podcasts like it's very time consuming and it's a lot of energy to do and Mm -hmm. we do it from our heart and like Mm -hmm. give away a lot of these resources and stuff yeah you can really see like this is part of our dharma this is part of our
1: seva yeah yeah It, it was cool like uh, the The demographic that that I spoke to this weekend is like they were all podcast listeners you know and amazing like, I heard you on your podcast I heard you on your podcast, and your podcast helped us and I was like dude that 's free like it 's so amazing that we get to
0: like use our words as tools of transformation definitely and it 's like it 's interesting too, because through that. We a lot of times we're very vulnerable. I know I'm sure you feel mm-hmm. that way with your guests too. Mm-hmm. Everyone just very vulnerable. They're sharing their stories, they're sharing their rawness, and that's what creates that relatability, which is what yeah. this time is all about, is about connection. And it's totally. in all areas of our life. You know, the opposite of addiction is connection. That's why we're eating these foods is because we're
1: craving mm-hmm. that connection. Exactly. Yeah, girl. Yeah. It's so interesting. And again, that's perfect example, right? Intention behind consumption. Why are we eating? Why are we doing anything we do? You know, what's the intention? Are we eating this to numb our, emos- our emotions? Or are we eating this to nourish our bodies? It's the same action, different intention, and it completely changes the result.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I just see like more people becoming aware. And, um, you know, I know you're at Pace to Be Brave all weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, I was writing my book on Saturday so I didn't go out, but Sunday I was yeah. at, um, Sahara Rose's book launch. Oh, I
1: love her. I was on our podcast. Um, I was on our podcast yesterday.
0: Were you amazing. Yeah, I'm sister, so, and, you know, and I had a lot of people from the podcast come up too. And, uh, just being open in that vulnerability, you know, and allowing mm. yourself to like share you. So you cool. that received, you know, and I know mm. for me, like, it's been scary like speaking my truth and like seeing what the family's reaction is going to be you know yeah
1: totally yeah when my book came out people are you are you like worried that your story is going to be out to thousands I was like I'm just worried what my mom's gonna think
0: (laughs) yeah totally it's like because we want to it's not even like it's like instinctually we want them to be like proud of us and we want we want them to know that like mm. we're doing okay like we're doing yeah. a great job you know and it's yeah. a lot of that ancestral like keeping that that bloodline going
1: totally girl a hundred percent it's so interesting i family dynamics and family lineage and all that is just so fascinating so yeah funny. i love i love that you're you're talking about
0: that. and Yeah. My mission is to call, is to really cultivate a conscious generation. And that starts with us, you know, and then that leads into the conscious relationships, which leads into the conscious conception, which Mm. leads into the conscious families, you know, and to just like, it's a domino effect, right? It all begins with us.
1: Mm. You're so right. You're so right. Love this.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's been my passion, you know, and Mm. I had to push a lot of opportunities or at the time, yeah, I did, yeah. because I needed to allow myself to get focused. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just you know, exactly. not be distracted because I knew my responsibility.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and it's, I love how you've like taken on that responsibility with so much power and grace. I'm so oh, grateful you, to you for doing that.
0: Thank so, you. Yeah. Yes, I just feel like we, you know, we can end these cycles of like mm. poverty. We can end these cycles of the mental illness and we can end these cycles by taking responsibility for our lives right here, right now. And just being like,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, exactly, I'm willing to
0: see this differently. I'm willing yeah. to see differently.
1: Mm. Yes. Right? I
0: love, I love, I love. So now I, re- I really want to talk about with that responsibility, like what you're seeing, because I know you're probably seeing it too. There's um, another renaissance and that is the entrepreneurial like wave that's happened. You know, a lot of people, they really want to claim their sovereignty and live their life where it's not like the nine to five, that family Wanted them to live, or like, you know, just like the 2.5 kids and the house and all of that kind of thing. So, what would you say is like that you're seeing is happening and what's working and like what it takes to really build that coaching business and Mm. what it takes?
1: The hardest part that people are struggling with isn't the building of the coaching business or the creating their own life. It's just like, dissolving the old paradigm you know it's like our generation has like one like if you look at think of it as like a river our generation has like one foot on one side and one foot on the other where we know the old paradigm isn't serving us of this like monday to friday nine to five work and save and then retire and then you die like we fucking know that that's not working but because that's all we've known our entire lives this new way, this new way of living, this new way of earning, this new way of giving, this new way of everything is so new to our systems and new to our bodies that we're like, we don't trust it yet, especially for people who haven't had the evidence of it working for them, right? So whether you're a wellness coach or any entrepreneur, anyone who just says, hey, screw the system, I'm doing it myself. There's still so much programming from our parents and from society to say, we need safety, we need security, we need the 401k, we need the retirement, we need this. We don't. And so truth be told, building a coaching industry is easy as fuck. Like it's easy. Like it's so easy. Building a business is so easy, <laughs> like really easy. But what's hard or what is challenging is going against the mindset of I can, I can do what I want, you know, going against, going against the like Monday to Friday, nine to five, exact, exactly how we were brought up to say that this is how we are successful. So it's, it really is about having your belief be bigger than your limitations or your old paradigm and just really being in a state of creation. And what does it feel like? What does it look like? How do I, how do I want to operate in this new way? What does that look like for me? Mm -hmm. And, and, and just really, really embodying this whole, knowing that what worked in the past is not working anymore. We're wiser. We're more progressive. We move faster. We have technology. You know, like pretty much any job can be remote now. Mm -hmm. And and with the with the integration of you know all these new technologies, there's going to be so many jobs that we're not going to need because there's going to be robots for it, whether we like it or not. And so it's really about finding our value in the gift that we have to share with the world and how we can create a structure around that to serve the world, and that can be done. In thousands of ways thousands.
0: what lights you up what inspires you yeah what inspires you what makes you feel empowered like yeah I think a lot of that too is like being more of value worth and also mm-hmm. being more ethically thinking for sustainability not just like for the planet but for humanity
1: absolutely absolutely yeah it's more than ourselves and what, what makes it easier? it's to step into something that we know is more for more than just us. Yeah. Quitting a nine to five job is cool. Yeah. Making more than six figures is cool. Yeah. 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 And what's even cooler is like what we're creating for our generations. You know, like I'm just like, so stoked that I get to create a company that my daughter can benefit from one day, you know, and, and maybe even work for or take over, or whatever, you know, like that for me is like, that's so rad that I get to do that, you know? And, and, and whether you want to, whether you want to create a big business or maybe just have something that replaces, you know, a job that is literally sucking your soul, we need more people who are, are, are want to come alive, you know, and, and want to follow their, their their dharma want to follow their path that lights them up from the inside out because we just need more people to come alive.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this circles back to the importance of making sure you're honoring your sacred vessel to do that because- especially as you do the work, especially in like personal development and empowerment work, we're empaths. And so we're taking on a lot of that energy. Yeah, girl. We are making sure that we're taking care of our bodies, our vessels. We're practicing the self-care. We're mm-hmm. honoring the boundaries. We're doing digital detoxes.
1: Yeah.
0: keep coming home to ourselves.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I I've had to be so ruthless with my schedule. Whereas before, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take any meeting, I'll do anything. You know, I was very much like that, and now I'm like, I'm so effective when I have so much simplicity.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's also that structures. The structures is like that masculine energy, so that the shakti can flow. And that Yes. Creativity comes. Yes. The yes. Action, because she feels safe. That's it, girl. That's it. That's it. It's,
1: it's like, it's like the, yeah. Structure creates flow soft and solid. You know, how mm-hmm. can we create beings of being soft and solid? Yeah. It's a, it's a dance is the way that. Oh I, yeah. God. Life's a dance. Everything's a dance. Totally. You know? Like I just look at my relationship right right now and it's like, man, I'm just dancing with you constantly, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes it can feel so nourishing and juicy and amazing. And other times it can feel so challenging, but you know we're just learning how the other person dances and sometimes we're stepping on our toes and sometimes we're flowing beautifully but you know it's a, business is a dance friendship is a dance creativity is a dance you know sometimes i go to write my book and i'm like i am the worst writer in the whole world so <laughs> other, time, other times i'm like wow i'm awesome and you know it's it's like let's not create an identity or a story around it it's just the flow it's just what it's just what is it's not good bad or indifferent it's just what is
0: yeah, and that, and you know, the biggest thing too with that is, I tell my clients all the time, it's like acting as if, right? When we're calling that in, so when you mm. see yourself with the seven-figure business, the six-figure business, if you need to start from there, how are you being? What are your habits then? And start implementing those now, so that that light like can attract like.
1: This is such a good point. You know, it's like it's like where where's our frequency at? I can remember making eight dollars an hour as a waitress three years ago. This wasn't long ago. This was three years ago. I was making like 30 grand a year living in an apartment that was like $500 a month, shithole, serving beer up to three o'clock in the morning. And I knew I wanted to build hungry fraginess. And I knew that I was destined for more abundance and wealth and all the rest of it. And so I woke up every single day and I visualized $500,000 in my bank account. And I just, Felt as if I was already rich. And I had this saying, and I'm like, well, I was like, good thing I'm rich. Like, whenever I'd pay for things, like, good thing I'm rich. And um, I just embodied it. I embodied the frequency of what it, w- what it would be like to be abundant. And I guarantee that that was a thing that allowed it to be so much quicker
0: mm-hmm. rather
1: than, you know, it's like if we're looking at our online banking and we're freaking out and we have scarcity, there's work to do there. Money is a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: relationship definitely and it's just an energetic resonance yeah
1: yeah 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 it's like where are we vibrating at so even now in the company it's like okay well if i want to attract more abundance i have to first do the work internally because i am the business you know it's like the problems yeah. i have in my relationship are the exact problems i have in my business why because i am the driver of both mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah i call it i call it um the solistic relationship right yeah so- it's like where there's no separation between your relationships, your health, your finances, your money, like anything, your, your business, they are all correlated and they are mm. all interweaved amongst each other. And between yeah. them, they're all connected.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful. I, one of my girlfriends, Peter Kelly, was talking about this the other day on her Instagram. And so she's just great. And she was just talking about like, there's no difference between uh, motherhood and creativity and business. It's all like, you know, actions of the womb, like creativity from the womb. It's all work from the womb. And what if we just like amalgamated all of our, all, all of our arenas of life and just collapsed the boxes and just treated it as you're saying as like one thing, wholeness, oneness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent, I think. That's how we can start seeing that. I feel like as we allow ourselves to see that within ourselves, we see ourselves more as a connected planet as well. How like Absolutely. these borders, right? We have this border of like, well, this is my money and this is my relationship. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. those borders within yeah. we we'll start to see more of that without. Oh, this is so, this is like, oh,
1: I'm so energized for this right now because it's it's so- true it's like the more we can dissolve borders the more that we can amalgamate the more we can come together the more more that we can create wholeness within ourselves and our you know areas the, the more that we are just going to project that out into the world and create wholeness on the planet and that's that's such a beautiful thing i think the one of the big things um that i am the, not grappling with but just really working to change my stories around is how am I going to be a mother and an entrepreneur? Like it's, that's a dance, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm actively searching for role models and other women who I see that are doing it incredible, incredibly well that, that I can see anyway. And it is such a dance because it's so new. Again, right? Get, stepping away from this archaic old paradigm of the work, 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 Monday to Friday, nine to five and moving into this, like creation and flow and, and, and all of that, like how can we birth children and entities simultaneously?
0: So what do you see as the future for mompreneurs?
1: (sighs) Like the first thing that comes in is like support and receive, like we are designed, like look at our bodies, right? We're designed to receive we're designed to receive penises, (laughs) we're designed to receive everything. So how can we release this tendency to just feel like we have to do everything on our own and call in support to support us with our babies and our children so that we can honor ourselves and honor them and honor our husbands and families and the collective. It is a dance. And I know for myself personally, like I know I I know I'm going
0: to need support for sure, you know? For sure. Yeah, I was raised by my grandparents and my parents started their own business. They opened up a restaurant when they were 30 years old, you know, and mm. and so I was raised by my grandparents who lived like seven houses down from us and wow. all of that. Very family Italian oriented, you know. So, yeah, it's going to it's I feel like it's going to be really fascinating and the kids today are just so enlightened, like so aware and so uh, in tune. Cause these are kids now, these are kids that are coming from a whole new, not even just millennia, but a whole new era, like Aquarian age now, like since 2012. Like it's, it's insane. Very, very different. So not only are we millennials, the bridge between pre and post-technology, we're the bridge between the Piscean age and the Aquarian age. So again, so this is like what worked before to bring in to the now. And I think what's always worked more so than in the past hundred years is that connection, is that connection to earth, is Mm -hmm. that community, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing too. It wasn't until a couple hundred years that they really had borders, like
1: yeah
0: even cities or counties or whatever like mm-hmm. there are no lines that are it's just man said this is it right and it's yeah, like yeah absolutely and you would know like you were in a different border or a different area based off of like the plants changing and the mm-hmm. and just the environment shifting
1: yeah girl so fascinating we really like our generation really got dropped in a very interesting uh you know we chose, we chose a our, very interesting time yeah energetically <laughs> contrasting time it's like wow our souls are badass yeah amazing <laughs> i hear you
0: so yeah it's gonna be I, and i'm really interested to also see the um, the evolution of the self-help personal development world yeah it's so
1: interesting like I mean, I grew up in a family and I'm very, very, very grateful for this, but I grew up in a family that was very uh, progressive when it came to personal development. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, but I also grew up with a mom and dad who were very into personal development as a whole. So I can remember listening to Tony Robbins tapes at 12 years old, driving across Canada, you know? Um, So that was really cool. And I have, so I've been around it for a long, long time. And I just, just not working anymore you know like the industry is not working anymore we're we're trying to hustle our for our worth we're trying to logically think about how to heal our wounding we're trying we're just trying too hard period um i'm writing a book lack right allowance, now allowance. yeah lack like total lack of allowance Mm-hmm. i'm writing a book right now called am i there yet why self-help isn't helping and it's
0: just really
1: <laughs> yeah and my new company which is called pause breath work is is really utilizing the body as a healer like can we use the breath to heal our body absolutely and we have to start quickly because we're depleting our systems and our energies and our bodies and we're 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 getting stuck and we're getting uh overwhelmed and we're we're not really stepping up into the beings and the souls and are and, stepping into our souls because there's so much residual that we're not, we don't know how to work through. Mm. And, and we're in this state of like consumption. We live We're living in an era of overconsumption, overconsumption of everything. Food, well, that's how they think something media.
0: outside of us is going to bring that happiness. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so more books, more podcasts, more seminars, more of this, more, more, more. It's like, no, we need less. <laughs> you need less, you need less of everything. Just give me less of everything. So it is truly a fascinating time. Um, and the industry needs a huge shift and that's a lot of what hungry for happiness is doing and pause is doing is really educating people and letting them know like your body is actually the healer, you know, like let's dissolve this dependency narrative of like, I need you to heal me. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, that shit doesn't work anymore, it, nor, nor should it, because it's a broken model. But like, then love- you're
0: also disempowering yourself, and you're giving away your power. Right. Like,
1: I, it drives me mental when people are like, I empower people. It's like, you don't actually, you can inspire people to empower themselves. You can create the container. You can facilitate. You can be an incredible coach. I'm huge on coaching and mentoring and all of that. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, when we're dependent on it, it doesn't work. Yeah. We forget our power. We forget our power, you know? Like, we're so fucking powerful. We don't, we literally don't need anyone or anything. Like, uh, God, universe, whatever word you want to use, gave us everything we need in these amazing vessels and these amazing systems. We have our breath, we have our body, we have our hearts. Fuck, our hearts are so powerful. And we just need to use them and listen and honor them. And release the dependency from our minds because i don't know about you but my brain is not the smartest my body however is fucking wise and so how can we get people back into their bodies by using their breath and letting them know that they have the power and the answers you know the whole cliche the answers are within there's a reason why that's a cliche because it's true
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> good. <laughs> like, <laughs> amazing well this has been so good so i i always end my episodes with a lightning round Oh, I love lightning rounds! Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's go. What does sovereignty mean to you? Wholeness. Woo! What would you say is your animal totem right now? Dolphin. Why?
1: Free, blissful water, fun, having sex.
0: Amazing. <laughs> okay, what would you say to younger Samantha?
1: Hmm. Don't worry.
0: Mm. That's, it.
1: that's it amazing
0: simple amazing um what would be something you would want to share with someone that's like that's listening to this that's like all right feeling inspired feeling like i don't have to do this alone i can start to look within i have permission to look within what would you like? yeah
1: to- yeah just just forget who you think you are completely fucking forget who you think you are completely the lack the limitations the stories the doubts the fears the identities all of it and just explore who you actually are Mm. like that's it like every day I wake up and I'm like oh man I'm so pumped to like find out more of like who Samantha Skelly is because I don't really know who she is I know I know I know a little bit but I'm so excited to like know more of me and really understand what like truly lights me up and really understand more of my inner child and what she needs and my soul and how she wants to be expressed. And I just get so excited when I get triggered because I, I can heal myself. And I get really excited when I get to challenge my identities and, and make myself aware of identities that are
0: not mine. Ooh, yeah. That's the opportunity and the permission slip to grow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. So we know you have the Hungry for Happiness podcast. Where else can we find you? Yeah. So I'm super active on Instagram.
1: We have like at Samantha Skelly is me. I I love, send me a DM if you have any questions on anything. If you're interested in becoming a Hungry for Happiness coach, just head over to hungryforhappiness.com slash certification. Um, Otherwise, we're just Hungry for Happiness everywhere. There's the book on Amazon, our main site, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff
0: amazing thank you so much and i'm excited to get on your podcast in the next couple weeks hi girl yeah and so thank you again for the work that you're doing and helping really be a conduit for people to heal their bodies and to heal their relationship with their bodies and to use our bodies as that sacred vessel to really make change and to bring change in the world and to really continue to raise the collective consciousness mm. through our work, through our being. So I just really uh-huh. appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to come on your podcast and share with your, your amazing community.
0: Yes. And thank you, everyone. Go check out Samantha and let us know what you thought of this episode, what were the ahas, and we would love to hear from you and we're rooting for you. So thanks everyone mm-hmm. for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. I mean, come on. Can we just talk about how powerful this episode was? Thank you so much to my girl, Samantha Skelly, for going there with me. And I live for these conversations. I'm so grateful to be able to hold a space for you and to connect with incredible men and women to share with you all of these resources. And inspire you to go out there and to really cultivate the life that you know you want the life that you see yourself doing and taking those action steps to go forth i'm so grateful for this opportunity i'm grateful for the experience i'm grateful to be holding the space and may this episode inspire you to really start cultivating that healthy relationship with your body truly cultivate a healthy relationship with your body because it is your sacred vessel that's allowing you to make change in the world. It's allowing you to heal your lineage. It's allowing you to amplify your human experience and to share your gifts and your medicine with the world. So without our bodies, we wouldn't even be here. Thanks again for tuning in. If you love this episode, feel free to leave a review and a rating and let us know what you thought. Uh, You can tag Samantha or you can tag myself in your screenshots at Samantha Skelly or Hungry for Happiness and you can always tag me at Sabrina Riccio and Sovereign Society Podcast and we just want to hear from you guys how this episode inspired you and what the impact was because clearly we are both so impacted and so grateful for our journey no matter what it looked like and so I just really thank you for tuning in week after week for sharing with your friends and to reaching out and sending the dms and letting us know what you thought how much of an impact these episodes bring to your life and how they inspire you to keep going I love hearing from you guys in the dms about how these episodes empower you to really go out there and Reclaim your power. You're finding you as you listen to these episodes. And that is why we keep doing this. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. And if you're in the 40-day experience, I'm so happy that you're there. And if you're not and you want to join, send me a DM and we'll talk. I also am really excited that we're going to be having our group coaching call and our upcoming Kundalini class for those who upgraded their experience To really hold space for you during the holiday season. This is the time for you to shine. This is the time for you to soar. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. We believe in you and you are so supported. Thank you again for tuning in. Go check out Samantha. You can go check out anything Hungry for Happiness that she shared. All over Hungry for Happiness. Hungryforhappiness.com. She has her book. The Instagram. The Facebook groups. Certification programs. Go, go, go. This is your invitation for you to really step up and to heal your relationship with your body, your eating habits, and the way you view yourself so that you can go forth and really radiate your radness. Thank you so much for being here and looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Take care. Satnam.